everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilosoff and I'm your host. I'm the creator and editor-in-chief of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that offers trusted, vetted divorce professionals, articles, a podcast, a mobile app, and more. Once a couple is fully committed and they know they're getting divorced, most people want to just get the divorce behind them and have it be final as soon as possible. And they know there's no turning back. They know they're not getting back together. The decision is made. Now they just want to move on with their life. They want the divorce behind them. But in some cases, that doesn't always happen. And one or both of the people getting divorced intentionally delays the divorce. Not sure if that's ever something you've heard about or if you're listening to this and you're experiencing it. This is what we're going to talk about today. To talk about three possible reasons for intentionally delaying divorce, I am sitting here with Anna Krolikowska. Hi, Anna. Hi, Jackie. Thank you for having me again. Well, I always enjoy having you on the podcast, Anna. I want to tell my listeners who don't know you, Anna Krolikowska is a family law attorney based in Chicago, and she has been practicing, Anna, tell me if I'm right, 16 years? I, I think it's a year longer than that at this point. 17? You know let's, just, let's just say a long time and leave it at that, and we don't have to count anymore. <laughs> All right, so 16, 17 years in the business. And Anna is very focused on mediation and the collaborative divorce process, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But Anna wrote this article for Divorce Girl Smiling because she has clients who she has seen in the past intentionally delay divorce. And Anna, you also have clients who the other side intentionally delays divorce, right? Absolutely. This is not an easy process. In my my many years helping couples go through the divorce process, whether that's mediation or collaborative process or um, in the past litigation, I've really had the opportunity to meet many people and help them through this process. And this isn't just a purely legal process. There are so many other factors and components to it primarily emotional. We are all human beings. And so um, you are dealing with your emotions. You are dealing with your soon-to-be ex's emotions. You are dealing with your children's emotions. So there's a lot to juggle. And then, of course, there are other considerations. But, but the first one that we'll talk about is the emotional one. Okay, so that's the first reason why somebody might delay a divorce. So they're not ready emotionally, right? Yeah, absolutely. They might not be ready to engage in the process. And by that, I mean the thought of picking between mediation or collaborative or litigation is overwhelming and they just can't deal with it. Or they are worried or know for certain that they will be going the litigation route and they're dreading having to go through that process. Or they're still dealing with their own emotions related to um, the divorce and what's happening. Or maybe their spouse is dealing with mental health or addiction issues. 
or there might be some other emotional cause that's that's telling you I'm not ready yet. Now, Anna, this is what I've seen happen in a lot of divorces. The people decide to get divorced, they're going through the process, and then one of the people meets someone, the other one finds out about it. Now, all of a sudden, the person has second thoughts. Hmm, maybe I want him back. Maybe I shouldn't have gotten divorced. I'm going to be alone forever. He's going to be with someone else. So they say, wait a minute. I don't know if I want to do this or I don't like this deal. And they're sort of trying to slow down the process. Have you ever seen that happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Or you're right. As you said, someone gets into a treatment program and now they're thinking more clearly and they say the marriage could be totally different. I'm getting help now. Yeah, all of those components. Again, we are all just trying to do our best getting through this this wonderful, complicated, complex process called life and, and your emotions are valid. So if you find yourself in that spot, give yourself time and attention and grace to feel what you're feeling. And when you're ready, if you're ready, proceed with your divorce. And I would also say, tell me if you agree with this, if your reasons for delaying a divorce are emotional, try to step back and say to yourself, why am I doing this? And if I get help with the emotional part by seeing a therapist or talking to my divorce coach or realizing that this is my emotions and deep down I know the divorce really is the right thing, if you have that self-awareness and that insight, that's a really good thing. Absolutely. And I'm a big proponent of mental health help and therapists and counselors. Um, so if you find yourself in a spot where the assistance of professionals would be helpful, absolutely, absolutely go and get that help. Um, and sometimes people who are going through or will be going through a divorce process fear that if they do seek mental health um, help, that that might be viewed as negative by a judge in a divorce case. And that's not the case. If you need help and you get it, a judge would rather see that than have someone struggling with mental health issues or any other issues, health issues, and not get the help that they need. Anna, I'm so glad you said that because I bet you there are people listening it's like you're reading their minds. They're thinking, well, I'm not going to go get help or a judge is going to think I'm a nutcase that I have to go to a psychiatrist. Forget about that stigma. I want my listeners to listen to Anna. She spent 17 years in the courtroom and she knows what these judges respond to. They actually like seeing people get therapy and getting help and bettering yourself so you can be a better parent and you can have a better post-divorce life. Absolutely. We want you to be healthy and we want you to be a good parent to your children. You're listening to the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. I'm talking to divorce attorney Anna Krolikowska. We're talking three possible reasons people might intentionally delay their divorce. We are going to get to reason number two. Before we do that, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. I am someone who truly believes that mediation is the best way to get divorced. And mediation is becoming more and more of the norm and litigation is becoming less and less popular. 
If you are considering mediating your divorce and you live in Illinois or Wisconsin, I would highly recommend divorce mediators Ellen Feldman and Brian James. Their company is called CEL and Associates. I have known them for like 10 years and they are smart, thoughtful, wonderful mediators who truly have a passion to help people get divorced quickly for not a lot of money and they want to ensure that couples and their children have a really good post-divorce life. So if you want to reach Ellen and Brian at CEL and Associates, you can go to their website, celnassociates.com, or you can find them in the Trusted Partner section of Divorce Girl Smiling. I also want to talk about Karen Covey, who is a divorce coach. Oh my gosh, I love Karen. I've known her for at least 10 years as well. She used to practice divorce law. She's no longer practicing, but she is a divorce attorney. She also is a mediator, but she doesn't do that anymore. Karen has decided to focus solely on divorce coaching. She is so passionate and she's so knowledgeable. I really, really have so much respect for everything Karen has done. If you want to reach Karen, you can find her at karencovey.com or again in the Trusted Partner section of Divorced Girl Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. I'm here with divorce attorney Anna Krolikowska. We're talking three possible reasons people might want to delay a divorce. And before we get to reason number two, I want to mention that a very, very fun fact about Anna is that she is the immediate past president of the Illinois State Bar Association. And Anna, I just still say that with such excitement and pride because that is a humongous deal. So it says a lot about you as a person as a go-getter, as someone who truly passionately cares about the law. Thank you, Jackie. I so very much appreciate it. And I am very proud to have served as the um, only the fifth female president of ISBA and to have been elected to that role. And to know that since I served in that role, there have been two other female attorneys elected to become president within the next five years. So since my my election run, there have been two other female presidents elected. So you started a trend. Yes, I hope that I was able to break the glass ceiling just a little bit more. It's wonderful. On to the second reason why someone might intentionally delay a divorce. They think that waiting is better for the kids. What do you think about that? That's a huge reason. Um, it could be that the parents think that the kids are too young or that the kids are going through a transition period, whether that's, you know, teenagers or transitioning from eighth grade to high school or they're waiting for the kids to finish high school and go on to college. Here's what I've learned over the many years of, of being in this practice. And I learned it from um, our wonderful mental health professionals. And that is that the greatest negative thing that the kids can experience is not necessarily their parents divorcing. 
It's the level of discord and disagreement and conflict in the household. So at least according to mental health professionals, your kids are going to be better off if you are able to transition through a peaceful divorce into two households where both parents are happy and kids are happy than to stay in a marriage, in an unhappy marriage and expose your kids to relationship dynamics that are unhealthy for them. And that often they will duplicate in their adult lives. Anna, I love this because people say, let's wait till after school starts. Let's wait till after the holidays. Let's wait till after Susie graduates from college. Yeah. And if you think like that, you're going to be waiting forever. Now, I'm not telling people announce your divorce on Christmas Eve. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there's never going to be like a really, really good time to do this. And Anna, I love how you were saying that a good therapist will tell you that kids are much better off in a divorced home than they are in a really unhappy marriage where they see parents fighting and conflict. That's not easy for a child. No, it is not. It absolutely is not. The third reason for couples intentionally delaying divorce is financial reasons. Okay, what does that mean? Well, it can mean two different things. So, for example, it could be someone who knows that they're going to initiate a divorce process, but they're waiting. They're waiting for the family's financial situation to improve. They're maybe waiting for their um, soon-to-be ex-spouse to be doing better financially. Maybe they are looking to be doing fi better financially on their own, but that could be one reason. And then on the flip side of that, you could have a spouse who is, again, thinking of filing for divorce, but maybe that spouse is waiting for um, their soon-to-be ex to get a job, to get a better job, to get a promotion, because those financial um, pieces of the puzzle are part of the consideration when you're looking at um, dividing assets, at spousal support, at child support, and at contributing to the kids' expenses. Let's say somebody comes to you and they say, Anna, my husband is making so much money. He has his own business and he's planning to sell it in the next few years. And I don't want to get divorced because I'm afraid I won't see any of that money. And I have been supporting him for 10 years while he built this awesome business. What should they do? So the question is whether they should be filing for divorce or not. I am... I am never going to tell a client that they should or should not file for a divorce, but we will reality test. We will talk about what could possibly happen if they were to file for a divorce now. What could happen if they waited you know, a year? What could happen if they waited until the sale of the business so that they have the information they need, the data points they need to make a good decision for them? Are you allowed to bring it up and say things like, you know, we need to talk about these different scenarios and then maybe work that into the divorce deal? So the process, the divorce process in which you're participating can make a really big difference in terms of 
the outcome and what it all looks like because in litigation you are basically very antagonistic towards each other what you want is the opposite of what your ex wants and you don't generally talk directly to each other you try to convince a judge that your argument is the correct one and unless you settle somewhere along the way ultimately the judge makes a decision so there might be aspects of your case that maybe are not included in the final judgment because the statute doesn't address them and therefore the judge might not necessarily address them collaborative process and mediation are different in that we do talk about all of those different what ifs that's what reality testing is about we talk about these different ideas and different possibilities and we can build in different hypotheticals or eventualities into the agreement and then they become part of your divorce judgment so you just talked about collaborative and mediation and i love this this is a perfect segue into your article that you wrote you wrote whatever the reason is for intentionally delaying divorce one thing almost always holds true mediation and the collaborative process allow couples and their attorneys to be more thoughtful strategic and methodical in creating and implementing a plan that works for the family so basically you said these opportunities are lost in litigation so i firmly believe that yes if you find yourself in this situation and you're getting divorced and you fear that your spouse is going to delay the divorce for whatever reason or you are delaying it or it's already happened then you are able to be more intentional you are able to talk about what's important to you and your soon-to-be ex even if that is not something that the statute would address or a judge would address you are able to focus on what is important to you and your family going forward and tailor the agreement specifically to what you want your future to look like we're also able to bring in other professionals so for example we could have a financial uh, neutral helping you look at different scenarios as far as dividing your assets and support we could have a business evaluator look at your business in a confidential um, process that means that the details of the business are kept confidential because it is in everyone's interest to make sure that the business continues to operate continues to do well and make money and one of the ways of doing that is to maintain confidentiality around how it is that you do what you do that makes you so great at it for which people pay you money um so again it's just the approach is very different it's very intentional it's confidential we get you the support and the services of professionals that will be helpful to you and then you and your soon to be ex make the decisions that are important to you in the future of your family Anna, thank you so much for all of this. I can't believe we're actually almost out of time, but this is so helpful. In closing, I want to ask Anna, I want to ask you one more question. Tell of course. the listeners 
what exactly collaborative process is. It's an alternative dispute resolution process. So all of the conversations about what your divorce should look like and what the settlement agreement should look like happen in a series of meetings. Each of the spouses is represented by an attorney. Those attorneys are trained in collaborative process and trained as mediators. So you have a team of mediators working with you. Yes, you're each represented by your own attorney and that attorney um, will explain all of the legal details and implications to you, but he or she is also helping you and guiding you as you negotiate this deal with your soon-to-be ex. We can bring in other professionals to assist you. And when we're done, because if you look at the statistics for um, collaborative divorces in Illinois, um, roughly 92% of cases that begin in collaborative process actually conclude in collaborative process. So it's a pretty good success rate. So when we have your final agreement, that is when we file the case, the case in the court system and we request your one and only court date so that we can talk to the judge and let them know what is happening and finalize your divorce. And in some instances, including in Cook County with certain judges, you might even be able to skip that final court date and finalize your divorce by just submitting all of the documents and submitting affidavits. So let me rephrase this in a way Please. that I just took it if I'm a listener. People always hear about mediation and I think mediation is an amazing process. But collaborative divorce process, you don't hear so much, which is why I wanted you to explain it because Anna, you can hear her passion for collaborative divorce. She does a lot of it. Yes. Collaborative divorce is a form of mediation. So it's, you are mediating, but you're bringing in all of these other specialists, like a financial advisor, possibly a real estate agent, if there's, you know, homes involved, possibly a mortgage lender. And all of these professionals, which you will know who you need to bring in as the process unfolds, maybe a therapist, maybe a parent coach, or somebody who needs to give recommendations about the kids. And then all of these people help craft this really good agreement for you. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, that's a good way of describing it. <laughs> because I think a lot of people, everyone knows what mediation is, but a lot of people don't realize, to me, the collaborative divorce process sounds like mediation with a lot more help from experts. That's perfect way of describing right? it. Yes. Anna, thanks so much for being on the show and taking time to do this. I, I loved our talk. It is always a pleasure, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you for the work that you do and for inviting me to join you and for giving me an opportunity to talk to your listeners. Thank you. Well, you've always been one of my faves, Anna. Oh, thank you. If you are listening to this and you like what you're hearing and you live in Chicago or any suburbs of Chicago and you want to contact Anna, she can be found in the Trusted Partners section of Divorce Girl Smiling or at AnnaKLaw.com. And if you want to find trusted, vetted divorce professionals like Anna, 
in all categories, financial advisors, real estate agents, mortgage lenders, coaches, therapists, and more, or you wanna read articles, listen to more podcasts, or download my mobile app, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com.